Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and this is level 220. Joining me tonight is Big L. Hello. Matriarch. Hello. And Kushboos. Oh. <laughs> nice. I like the <laughs> the inflection <laughs> difference. That was well done. More. Hello. <laughs> Let's just get started. Let's get right into our topic of discussion this week. And this question comes from Oh look, it comes from Big O. Yay. So in that case, I'm not gonna read your own question. Since you're here with us, why don't you read your question? It means I have to look at the doc. Oh. You Damn do it. have to look at the doc. Oh man. First time for everything. Alright, it says here on the doc, Big L asks. Are there any That's games you. you've continued? Oh, it's me. Are there any games you've continued to play past getting all the gamer score from? Uh, is there is there a particular comfort food game you go back to just for fun? Maybe a game you keep on your hard drive to help others boost a certain achievement in. All right. Well, I asked this question and I expected uh, some usual suspects, so I'll get those out of the way first. Uh, Mark says, and, oh, sorry, that's MDP73, good old Marcus. He says, of course, Rocket League, to which everyone was very surprised. <laughs> right. So, so right off the bat, I expected Rocket League to be a primary answer, and it only showed up a couple of times. Uh, the other person to say Rocket League was Carpe Adam. 79 and he says for me it's rocket league i completed that game over four years ago and still play it regularly i'm still unlocking items for my cars so it's really never going to be completed in quotes and then he graced us with his stat screen and showed us that he has seventy-eight thousand wins Ooh, that that's not even games played but wins that is insane so i'm wondering I'm wondering where this Carpe Adam was when he played with us four years ago, but that's uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> but Well, if that many wins, he was playing with someone else. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Rocket League is the ultimate just one more game. We'll throw it out at the end of our session sometimes. Of course, Prue is huge into it. It's funny, so like, if you're playing Rocket League and you lose, you're like, oh, we can't end on a loss. One more game. And if you win, it's like, oh, we won. We're, we have momentum going. One more game. So we're just basically looking for excuses to keep playing. It's one of those games that will just always be installed on my Xbox. I'm never going to be uninstalled just because of the fact that, you know, at any point someone's just like, you guys want to play Rocket League? And it's just like, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, there's basically no times where you play that game where inevitably something fun or funny doesn't happen. And if you play with Prue, he just badmouths everyone, and he goes insane. Uh, Good times. So much fun. Good times. It's also easy to get under Prue's skin. All you got to do is demo <laughs> him a couple of times, and then he just starts screaming. <laughs> yes, he does. All right. Let's see if we could find some different answers. We go to Ahizo. Who says at any given time, whatever the latest mainline 
Rock Band was my for fun go-to. Uh, good party games being the obvious answer, though. Mass Effect. I've done three trilogy playthroughs just since the Legendary Edition released. Wow. And probably seven or eight on the 360 or PC over the years, and I'll surely continue to do so. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I'll leave Rock Band alone and come back to that in a minute. But Mass Effect is is an interesting one because that's obviously a commitment. And I had asked him in the chat, I said, I'm not so familiar with Mass Effect. Um, you know, do you, I, I know you can make different choices and pick a, a male shepherd or a female shepherd, but are there different choices to keep it fresh? And Ahizo and Mental Knight went on to explain that, yeah, there's there's many different options and and paths. And every time you play it, you can give it a different feel if you wanted to. So that's an awesome answer. I was I was looking for answers like this. And of course the yeah. uh, remastered one came out, so it gave everyone a, a chance to stack it with the achievements. Yeah, there's lots and lots of branching paths when you Click on one uh, one answer it can take you into whoever it is that you're talking to brings up a new a new conversation, and you never know quite what you're going to get. It can be especially with their Paragon and Renegade system. Yeah. So my answer for myself, um, you know, outside of the obvious Rocket League and rock bands, and Jackbox that we'll get to later. Uh, of course, I've mentioned many times that um, I enjoy helping people with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1989 for the Xbox 360. Now, unfortunately, it is, I believe, delisted, so you have already had to have bought it. Um, but, of course, if anyone needs help with that, I am always willing to help with that one. And, you know, with the Cowabunga collection coming out, got a little headline again, but I love the 360. I miss the arcade titles. Let's play some Cowabunga. Let's play some Let's play some Toidles. And that's just another one I've played to death, and I would never get sick of it. And I've helped many people, and I would continue to help many people. So let me know if you need help. Uh, but yes, we'll get back into the the gimmies uh, that. Uh, let's go to Kenny. I have lots to say about a lot of things. But we have a lot of answers to get to. Okay, I can read my uh, three let's, Patreon responses. Let's see if you first could, one is from. Let's see if you could speak Chesnoese. Go ahead. Chesno. <laughs> well, I agree <laughs> with both of his answers. So yes, I can speak this. Uh, Chesno says, "I don't have all the achievements in, but I love Dragon Ball Fighters and Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Both great in fighting games. I can play for hours. I wholeheartedly agree with both of these. I periodically go to both these games as well. Uh, fighting games are also something where it's just like you can just kind of dive into for a little bit and play a couple of matches and and then jump out." I by no means am good at at fighting games, but I at least enjoy playing a couple of rounds with friends or even just online or whatever. You know, button mashing, mashing and pretending I know what I'm doing and pulling off combos. To go along with this, I also like the uh, the Dead or Alive games, not the bat, not the beach volleyball one. L oh, the actual fighting games. 
Now, is that supposed to be Fighters or Fighter Z? And you're the Dragon Ball expert here. <sighs> Flip a I coin. Think I think it's Fighter Z. Well, Z is cap- supposed to be capitalized. I don't know. So all the Dragon Ball characters, they're known as the Z Fighters. And then that's why they have fighters uh, with a Z. Okay, I see. I, I personally am not saying Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's stupid. I'm just saying Dragon I'm Ball sorry. Fighters. Hard that's to easier say. to say. Got it. Got it. Um, and the uh, Power Rangers thing is a typo, right? That can't be fun to play. Oh, it's such a good game. Really? Like, objectively, if if you like fighting games, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is actually a very good fighting game. Whether you like Power Rangers or not, it's it's just a it is just a really good fighting game, and they've been continuously supporting it. I mean, through paid DLC, unfortunately, and none of it's free. But there are quite a bit of characters now in that game. And what do they just not come with the pink one, and you got to pay for the pink one, and you got to pay for the yellow one, and it's just palette swaps, right? Actually, it comes with <laughs> probably one of each of the colors. I'm going to get beat up by uh, Mike Pitch and Corey. <laughs> uh, next patron response comes from Rare Tarek. He says, I keep Boom Boom Rocket and Marble Blast on my 360 as they're both a ton of fun and, uh, and Boom Boom Rocket music is awesome. I don't have anything in Rock Band 4 yet, but it's at the stage where I just play it for fun now anyway. And then... Echoing that a little bit is Dynaman87. I always go back to Rock Band 4 every now and then because they still release new songs every week. Even though I completed a couple years back, I love rhythm and music games, so it's fun to either sing or mash the guitar buttons. I sadly don't have a drum drum kit anymore, though. Sad face. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, when I read your question, Nell, Rock Band was definitely the first game that I thought of rock band slash guitar here, you know, just any of the music right. games. Uh, I still have my drum kit. I have a couple of guitars. I don't like singing, but like I've been wanting to play, unfortunately my little dongle so I can connect Wait, my, <laughs> the dongle that like lets you connect your old 360 guitars to, uh, the, to the one that's broken. And I need to fix oof. it. So I haven't been able to play in a couple of months. But I've been dying to play it. Especially for like... like, Go ahead. Oh, I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, Rock Band 4 just celebrated its seventh anniversary already, which is crazy because... That game came out seven years ago? Seven years ago. And it is still coming out with weekly DLC. That's nuts. And you'll be pissed about this news because you probably didn't hear this but they just made rivals uh permanently free the expansion yeah i saw that <laughs> i know you had I a story f- about that way back when i feel like i caught that on a sale did it ever go on sale i don't know i, can't. Oh, no. I could have sworn you had a story where you accidentally bought it or something happened i was just about to say no i didn't catch it on a sale someone actually accidentally yeah. bought it yeah, yeah <laughs> if okay for if anyone hasn't heard this i had People over my house, and you know, whenever someone gets the gets the guitar or especially the drums in their hand, what's the very first thing they want to do? They want to play, pretend like the rock star, and they want to sit there and mash all the buttons and constantly hit the the drum heads. Well, one of my friends decided to do that with 
the green drum of of all of them. You know, there's four to hit, so of course they do with the green one. And since it pops up constantly and says, "Hey, do you want to buy Rivals?" He just kept hitting, sitting there, hitting the green button, which of course just took it right to the store and it hit purchase before I even had the opportunity to sit there and hit back and you know cancel, 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 cancel. And unfortunately, I got like the, what was it, the forty dollar charge for something I did not want. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's with that. That that was annoying. But either way, whatever. I got a bunch of extra songs from Rock Band. Oh no. Right, and it's been uh, years now. To- like, you know, you've definitely gotten your money worth over that time from from having the expansion. Like, it's one of those things where at this point it's nice that they're offering it for free, but folks who purchased it probably purchased it so long ago that it's like pennies to the usage at this point if they were playing regularly. Oh, for sure. I, I God, I've put so much time into this. The music games is total in total. Uh, let's go to Nate next. Sure. Uh, GT3 Option Fan says, My current game is Forza Horizon 5. I've gotten all the seasonal exclusive cars from the weekly playlist since launch, and I can't help but continue to keep that streak alive. No achievements tied to it, but some sort of FOMO completionist urge to not miss out. I've kept it up to this point. Retro Chief and I have done this to ourselves. Yes, you have. I'm surprised you were able to get all that stuff with the, the problems they've had, but uh, good job. Uh, Legohead says, I keep Fable 3 to help with weapons and clothes. A couple of huh. others to help uh, players or to do co-op runs like Unturned, Swim Sanity, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Golf with Your Friends, Overcooked 1 and 2, Gears of War, etc. I, uh, I thought I would gladly play Golf and Overcooked for fun. I used to go back to Project... <laughs> I will just stop reading that sentence. Uh, I could play Rocket League, <laughs> Minecraft, Human Fall Flat. The last two keep getting updates, so probably don't count. I can see myself keeping Fall Guys after that completion, too. In mm-hmm. short, there are loads of games I go back to, especially if someone needs a hand and I can still access it, including Project Winter. Good answers. Vulgar says, uh, unsurprisingly, Ultimate Chicken Horse. Yeah, we knew that. That should have gone up in L's section. It's one of my favorite <laughs> multiplayer games, and he will challenge you any chance you give him. Uh, X says, X the hero, that is, says, I have Jackbox 2 through 8 perpetually installed despite having all the achievements. At least once a month, we fire them up for game night with family and or friends. Smiley face. A hub would be nice because it's tough to remember which games are in which pack, though. That's true. Um... I do not have a comfort food game. I do not go back. Uh, I, was, I was really thinking about this. Like, Do I really actually go back and play anything uh, really? after I've gotten the achievements for fun? And I do not really. No, like I might go back and play something, you know, with my daughter or something, but then she, her, you know, what she's interested in changes. And I don't go back to that anymore. So not really. Um, and there's not a whole lot that I keep going back to help people get achievements with either. Like we normally just, you know, get them done and then we're done. If I had to say anything, it would probably be Sudoku. I mean, I know it's late, but I've got that on my phone. If I'm bored, uh, I've got a couple minutes. I'll go do Sudoku. Now, do I have all the achievements? No, because I'm not going to sit there and play uh, every day for a month uh, just to, you know, knock out the golds or whatever. But uh, it's gotta be my only answer, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, about 
Titanfall sometimes. Well, I mean, just about everybody's got that. So I mean, I uninstalled because everybody's got it. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) jerk. I don't know what you're talking about. Sudoku's an interesting one that it's something that you'll keep installing your phone so you can go back and play periodically, but you won't get the daily challenges. Well, yeah, because that requires consistency. And that's not something Mm -hmm. I see myself doing. Like, Mm -hmm, just, you mm -hmm. know, playing it to get the achievements. Like, there, you know, right now, the grind is the grind for that. There's like a mental barrier to it. It's like, yeah, I could do Hmm. that. And then I'd be done with it. But I'd rather play games rather than log in and force myself to play Sudoku. And I don't want to be, you know, that guy that goes and uses the solver every day just to get through it. I don't, I don't want to do that. Oh, oh yeah. Totally lame. I'm just, you know, I don't need the solver. It's fun. It's a challenge. That's why I like it. I like the challenge. I don't like firing up a solver and, and typing in the oh. numbers. That's, that's data entry. <laughs> no, I, I was being legit. I, I'll be done with that game next month. I haven't been, I haven't used a solver in a very long time. Really? Really, really. I originally started using a solver because of the icebreaker challenges. They gave me such a problem. Mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. do it. I couldn't do the hard ones um, for like the month when I had to get all, do all the daily challenges. Well, after I did that, I just kind of stopped doing them. Now I can figure out the hard icebreakers now because I, you know, I've played so much freaking Sudoku in the past year. I'm actually pretty good at it now. Gee, humble, Brad. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying. That's why I said I know Nate wouldn't need wouldn't need the solver if he actually wanted to try it. Uh, Michelle, how about you? All right, I will first read off P-Tart. Um, her answer, which probably isn't too surprising, is the only game I have played past achievements is Gems of War. And that is only to gather more resources in anticipation mm. of more achievements being released. Um, and and Trivi did ask after that if there was anything past achievements in that game. And who knows? You know, if the rumor is true, you have up to 5,000 gamer score. There's like 3,700 in the game right now. And every update has 35, maybe. So they're just drip feeding achievements. And the hook with it lately is new achievements that involve new game modes with extra terrible RNG. So yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's I, I understand exactly what Ptart is saying, but I, I feel the same way. I, I'm not really playing it for enjoyment at this point. I'm playing it just to be ahead of the next release. Wakapale. Do you have the completion? I do not, but I can get it at any time. I have all the resources for Jeff. I just haven't sat down and and gotten that done. So that's oh nice. Yeah, and I, I've gotten very lucky with the RNG. There are definitely people that have been locked out uh, in both of the last updates. Because that you need to wait for something to drop, and it just doesn't happen. So I, I've been very fortunate with those updates thus far. But uh, you know that luck can run out at any time. So I'm just going to enjoy it while I have it. Hmm. <laughs> so moving on, Wakapale uh, says I've played many, many hours of Cuisine Royale after getting the final achievement. It is just dumb fun, and they keep adding strange stuff to it, like turning into a cactus or ass jet packs in their Fortnite mode. I'm what? <laughs> I'm just reading what he wrote. I have no idea, but he might need to post a GIF or a video or, or something. Please <laughs> do. I'm glad I got the achievements a while back, as some are close to impossible these days. I've also kept earning achievements in Human Fall Flat, despite completing the list myself several times over. And we all know 
you know, Angel Waka and Human Fall Flat. <laughs> right. And how he's just amazingly good at the game. And and I imagine for Human Fall Flat, that's one of those games where if you get really good at that sort of swinging mechanic that you can use in it with your jelly arms, it's fun to go and explore different ways and shortcuts and things like that. So I could totally see why one would go back to it. And then finally here I have Retstack slash Catster, who says... As it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that's seen this month's Gamertag Challenge, No Man's Sky has been that, as has Skyrim. Also, I tend to keep playing sports games because sometimes you just need a nine-inning baseball game to take your mind off stuff. So I'm not familiar with No Man's Sky, but I feel like that's that's sort of a... um, I could see why that would apply here, because there's a sort of kind of perpetual world building in it. Yeah. You know, I felt a little bit where Kush did on this one. Like, I have games I enjoy going back to. Like, I will always, always, always help someone with Burnout Paradise. Always. I love the game. It's fun. But I'm not going to boot it up myself just to play because the game is very finite, you know? And I think I'm kind of in that camp, too. Like, the games that are closest to me are going to be things like Rocket League. But it's not just for the joy of playing Rocket League. The reason why I'll stay after that, if we're all playing in a group, is there's battle passes and I can still earn something. So I'm not getting achievements. I'm just, you know, still playing for something else. I think the closest thing for me actually is probably Peggle. I will very occasionally just pop on Peggle and play a few Mm. stages because Peggle is great and they only made two and that stinks. Um, But yeah, I, I think comfort food games were definitely more of a thing before achievements i just just like we talk about frequently in other contexts i often feel like if i'm not playing two achievements somewhere and and that includes helping other people like if achievements are involved somewhere i'm like not using my gaming time effectively which is a terrible thing to say um one other caveat though on that i could totally see slay the spire being a great play it after completion type game because it's never the same game twice I'll never be good enough at it to beat it, so there will always be another achievement to go for. But if I were, I could totally see that being, uh, for all the reasons when we talked when I talked about it the other week, that like it's a great mobile game, it plays well on cloud touch controls. I could totally see that being a comfort food style return to game past achievements if I was able to get them. All right. Oh, thank you to the handsome, smart, and brave Big L for asking such an amazing <laughs> question. Oh. No problem, Big Al. You are pretty awesome as well. Oh, thank you. Man, that was a great question. (laughs) Nice. It's just good to see that people will sit down and play their favorite game independent of achievement sometimes, even if it's only sometimes. I think some of it's personality-driven, though. a comfort food game is nice. Sorry, Kenny. It's just, like, I know for myself, like, I don't, really reread books in, in the rare time i watch a tv show i don't re-watch tv shows like i tend to finish whatever i'm working on and move on so it's, it's an interesting question and a great question but i know like typically i don't re-watch and replay and redo things so you know i think that for some i don't know if that's the same for you kush if you tend to just abandon things when you're done with them but i think it's kind of born of the same thing why i don't have an easy time answering the question yeah, it might just be personality for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. I mean, that's a good comparison. You might watch The Office for the tenth time, not because you really want to see The Office, just because because of the whole comfort food thing, right? And of course, you are taking away time from maybe seeing something new that you've never seen before. 
but also you just might want that familiarity. Easy for me to say. Rewatching or replaying something also is just a good way to just be able to do something, but also shut your brain off and not think about what you, what it is that you're doing, or not like feel motivated or compelled to pay attention to whatever it is. Like if I'm watching a TV show that I haven't seen before, I want to watch it. I want to pay attention. Whereas mm-hmm. if I just throw on Avatar again, it's just like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. I can just kind of stare at the screen. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Gems is for. Mm-hmm. Gems is a great game for that. I mean, I, I don't know much about that game, but Michelle has told me there's some mode that kind of plays itself now or something. Yeah, in the explore mode now, there's a there's the option to play each explore match automatically. It only plays it at one and a half speed, so it moves slow. And <laughs> as terrible as they are to players about things, they're really smart about making it so you can't just run a, a macro. So the which one is okay and which one is, you know, uh, back out. They, they switch places sometimes. The screen moves to different spots, so you can't just always automate hitting A. But it's something where you just go back around, hit A, hit left trigger, let it autoplay, and then just rinse and repeat. So, yeah, it's perfect for if you have other stuff to do and you just want that to grind some resources for you. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and move on into the game showcase. Uh, Michelle, what game would you like to talk about? Well, a couple weeks ago, when I was last recording with you guys, a uh, certain Kushmoose recommended a couple games for me to talk about during the um, sales portion of the show. And one of those two games was Indigo 7 Quest for Love. So I purchased it. So thank you, Kush. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it is okay. Solidly okay. <laughs> So in Indigo 7, there's sort of this, there's a story to it. It's really kind of, it's just really silly. Like it's this group of, you know, I don't know if they're teenagers or early 20 somethings and they're in a band and they, the, the one boy wants to find his summer love and this other one just wants to beat people up. And it's all sort of broad character archetypes, but between every set of um, story beats, which are presented in sort of comic book panels, you have to play this puzzle game that they developed. So in the game, there are hexagons and the hexagons start first with like red, green, and yellow. And what you have to do is just flip the hexagon to the next color based on what's adjacent to it and eventually make the whole board one color. And as you progress through the game, they add a fourth color, a fifth color, a sixth color, and eventually a seventh color, which is why I believe it's called Indigo 7. I don't know where the other six are. We made that joke already. Um, the biggest problem with Indigo 7, there are two, <laughs> there are two problems with Indigo 7. Um, one is that it does a really poor job of telling you what you're doing. So there's this one game mode where it's a big sized grid. It's the whole screen and you take a turn and the opponent takes a turn. Okay, fine. But in each stage you have to, you can earn up to three stars. And one of the stars is get a rebound. They never explain what that is ever anywhere wow. i still don't know what it is i managed to get that done but i have no idea what it is still so they do a really poor job of actually teaching you the game's concepts and occasionally especially if you're 
quitting out to like retry stages to get the three stars, the controls will just stop working. So you have to quit the game, relaunch it, and then you will be fine. It doesn't happen all That's the time. Bad. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens often enough, often enough to be annoying. On the flip side, the gameplay is fine. I haven't played a puzzle game that has this type of structure before, so that was cool to play something new like that. And the achievement list is okay. It could have been brutal. They could have had you get all the stars. It's not. The achievement list is mostly just complete the game and earn 30 stars and earn 60 stars. And I think the whole of Indigo 7 is something like 120 or 140 stars. So you have plenty you can miss. So the achievement list is pretty easily doable Hmm. once you get the hang of it. There are a couple stages I found to be a little sticky to actually beat so I can move on to the next stage. Nothing was really that terrible, though. It, it totally makes sense why Indigo 7 is tracked by so few people. There's not like a big hook to it or whatever else. But getting it on sale for five bucks, I didn't regret the purchase. Right now, the TA sits at about 2000 for the 1000 completion. If you're especially if you like puzzle games, don't let that dissuade you. It's really not that difficult. And I think just my completion lowered the overall TA by like 100 because it has been tracked by so few people. Uh, it probably took somewhere between eight and 10 hours, but some of that was just messing around, not really understanding the concepts. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it all, all kush. I, I enjoyed it. So that was a solid recommendation. So thank you. Indigo seven is, is okay. I would recommend it at $5 if you're interested in puzzle games generally. Cool. So, because it looked like a puzzle game. That's, that's the reason I, you know, I had no idea if it was a good game or not. Just mm-hmm. it's, it's, well, it was like a puzzle game. I thought maybe you'd be interested. It was initially um, like an action game on TA, which I guess is like their catch-all genre. But to the credit of TA, I made one post and said, here's why I think it's a puzzle game. And within like two days, they did switch the genre. Yeah, this is definitely a puzzle game mm-hmm. over an action game. Right. With only 60-some people who've tracked it, nobody voted it on when genre discussion was open or when genre voting was open, probably. There's no discussion in the forum for it. So that that one post was enough. So it's properly classed as puzzle now. Um, so that's good <laughs> if you're chasing puzzle leaderboards. Yes. So how difficult is the game like overall? Like you, you're a puzzle fan. Like you're good at, at puzzle games <clears throat> in general. But like if I or someone else who is vastly okay at puzzle games <laughs> if we pick this up what would be the chances we will be able to get the completion i think you could because there is a degree of luck to it the boards are not standardized they're randomized so sometimes it's mm. just a matter of playing until you get a board where you get a good start especially in the ones where you're playing against three or four computer characters uh, there is a multiplayer mode in Indigo 7, but it's not required for any achievements, so I never went in there and tried it. But I imagine it's framed the same way as the versus other CPU stages where each of you has a grid and you have to fill up, you have to make the grid a single color before you run out of moves. So it's because of that randomness, like there were some times where I would play a stage and I'd lose in like 30 seconds. I don't even know what happened. But then other times I would win in 30 seconds because my starting grid was better. So I I think it's doable by pretty much everyone. You might have to get to a point in some stages where you just sort of bang your head against the wall and hope for the best. But um, and, And there are those things that are inconsistent and not taught. So 
say you get 20 moves before that's your max. And if you use them all, then you fail the stage, essentially. In some of these Mm -hmm. um, versus levels, each versus level is a best of five. Well, it's not really a best of five because you can lose all five, but you get a bonus if you win them. Sometimes you'd start with the same amount of energy as the other people. Sometimes you'd start with less. I have no idea why that would be. So there there are (laughs) things that if they had told you why, you might be able to play through and make it a little easier. But yeah, because of those randomized grids, I think that anyone would have a fair shot at finishing it because eventually you'll get a grid that puts you in a better starting position and you'd be able to get it done, especially because you don't need all three stars. If you need to get all three stars, it would be a significantly more difficult game. But since you don't need that, it, it wouldn't be too much trouble. Cool. Okay. And I assume all the achievements for unlocking X character is just story driven yep. or story based. Like as you complete it, you get a. Yep, every single one. So I don't remember if they so, were that way initially, but if you just look at the order for anyone who's completed the game, that will tell you where in the game you get that character. Because you can't skip levels, so they just they come with the story. Easy enough, then. Mm-hmm. And you can't choose which character you play during the campaign. So I, And I don't know, once again, because I didn't play those modes, if it's one of those deals where if you pick a certain character, they have a certain type of like a different type of start or they start with more energy or less energy. I don't know. Um, But throughout the campaign, because the campaign is based around a story, you don't choose the characters you play at. So they're opened up for other game modes. All right. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's go to Nate. What game would you like to show off? Ooh, I'm going to talk about Stable. Now, Sable is a game that I played when it first came to Game Pass, and I thought, hey, this is interesting. I should play this and talk about this. Uh, And then I waited. Um, (laughs) And then for no reason at all, this month, the first two weeks of this month, I decided I would pick up Sable and knock (laughs) it out. Can't imagine why. Can't imagine why. Uh, Ooh, tell us why. So I was actually thinking, uh, there's no time to explain. I was I oh. was I was looking at the game thinking, oh man, I should get back to that before it leaves Game Pass. And sure enough, guess what gets to now? Sable. So I'm back into Sable and uh picking up where I left off, and that was fun, not remembering what I was doing in the middle of a quest, because the first achievement is probably, I don't know, an hour or so in. Uh, but then they start coming a little bit faster. Uh what is Sable? Well, it's essentially an adventure game, an action adventure game with no combat. So it's all exploration, it's all quest solving. Uh, so some of that is, uh, you know, doing Ooh. fetch quests, or you know, someone um, needs you to go and find these parts, which I guess is a fetch quest. Everything's a fetch quest, uh, or talking to people. Um, it is essentially um, a Zelda game. It is essentially uh, the, that most recent uh, Zelda game where you're just climbing stuff. You have stamina, uh, and and that's what this game is. You have stamina. You can cro- you can climb almost any surface, and then your stamina meter starts depleting. Uh, if you stop moving, you just sort of hang there. So part of the part of the adventure part of this game is managing your stamina while climbing to explore. Um, there are also like ships scattered throughout this world. It's mostly a desertish type um, type land. Um, and uh, I'll start off with the first thing you do. The first thing you have to do is is build 
a hover bike. So you're going on a whole bunch of different quests that are either directly related to or tangentially related to getting your hover bike built. Once that happens, you're able to venture out of that starting area and go uh, over this world, which is pretty big. Um, and uh, that's where you'll run into all the other factions and you know little tiny cities um, to go get quests and explore. Uh, once you've been to a place, even if it's just a point of interest, um, it doesn't even have anybody there. Once you see the title card pop up for that place, you can fast travel back to it. So uh, getting around is really nice. Uh, even though my hover bike is pretty slow, it feels like there are upgrades that you can get, and I think you can make it go a little faster. Um, but I, I haven't spent any money yet. Uh, you'll be getting money through, um, you know, picking up scrap and then selling scrap. Sometimes you'll, I, I think you might get it for some quests. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I don't think so. I think most of it's through scrap uh, and through capturing butterflies. Uh, and then selling them um, to people who love to torture butterflies, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> that, okay, that's, then. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you save up um, uh, to buy all these bike parts, which is great because there's an achievement for doing that. Uh, there's an achievement for getting um, uh, clothing options as well. Those you'll get, uh, you'll, I think you mostly buy those. Um, and then uh, there's a, an achievement for getting masks. Now, the way you get masks is um, masks belong to certain, um, not tribes, but certain jobs. So there is a, there's a mask for uh, people who sell scrap. So once you've sold enough scrap, once you've found enough and sold it off to these people, you'll get a mask. Once you get, I think, three masks, three coins or whatever towards a mask, you can then get that mask. Uh, and then you can wear it. Um, so, so basically, this whole game is like a job simulator. Um, where you're trying to figure out what do you want to do in life? Like, do you want to be a scrapper? Do you want to be somebody who goes and explores by climbing? Because there's three masks uh, or a mask you can get from that. There's a mask you can get from, um, I think, just you riding around on your hover bike, just going to different places and, and doing little fetch quests. That's that's also a mask. So, so that is the game. There's no combat whatsoever. So, uh, and I have to keep reminding my daughter that she loves this game. Because you can jump off of things and you don't die. You just kind of fall all the way to the bottom. So you can climb to the top of this mountain if you want. You can jump off the mountain and you do not die. Right before you hit the ground, you pop a bubble and you, you hover for like two seconds. Then you land uh, A-OK. -okay. Uh, you can also pop that bubble anytime you want while you're jumping off of things. So you can jump and just float to your heart's desire and then drop and then float uh, as much as you want. So it's a really cool exploration game. Uh, it's got some interesting kind of indie music that's going on in the back. Um, and it's got this art style that is interesting. It seems like, number one, they did it out of necessity because um, it's a small dev team, I believe. And uh, it just sort of seems like the graphics were kind of toned down so that they could have this big world. Um, it's kind of a, um, uh, a cel-shaded look. And um, kind of choppy, almost like that Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse um, where things are like, you know, every other frame or every eighth frame or whatever like that, they, they drop. It's, so it's kind of choppy like that. But once again, I think it's done for performance reasons more than more than anything else. The game does kind of chug a little bit, even on my Series X. Uh, I just feel like uh, every now and then, like it, it's trying to catch up and it can't, which is surprising to me. 
uh, because it, it doesn't look like it's super intensive. Um, so I don't really know what's going on there. If it's like the developer or if it's like, it's just a resource intensive game. It doesn't seem like it should be. Um, but uh, I'm having a great time with it. I, I really wish I had devoted more time to it at the beginning of its Game Pass stay, because then I wouldn't be rushed. Um, <laughs> and, and actually, because my daughter likes it so much, I just went out and bought it because um, we are like co-oping on some of these puzzles, uh, which I meant to talk about. Uh, sometimes you'll find a, uh, a crashed ship and you'll go Ooh, into the ship and they'll have like these battery based puzzles. Um, and so you have to uh, like figure out, okay, well, how do I use this battery to drive this machine to move this other battery over to this other position where I couldn't carry it. And then I have to use it in that machine to then unlock this door and then to go in and, and get some information out of this computer console. Um, so it does have some cool puzzles. You know, it involves climbing. It involves uh, problem solving, that sort of stuff. And she does not want me to continue with some of the puzzles without her. She's like, don't do this without me. So I'm waiting for <laughs> her. So I can't beat this before it leaves Game Pass because she's got school and things like that and responsibilities. Uh, so Sounds I, awful. Yes, it's horrible for her. So um, so I'm, that's why I ended up buying this game. But it's a good time. It's a, it's a great uh, Zelda filler if you don't like the combat, like I said, there's no combat, there's no death state. There's none of that. Um, if you do get stuck, you just teleport somewhere. So uh, it's a great game for kids. If they're kind of into that exploration. And I think the scariest thing you'll run into is a thunderstorm. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Sable. I think it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Some people are scared of thunder. What are you going to do? Dogs, cats, so what's a chum egg? What is a chum egg? That's a great question. Uh, a chum egg <laughs> is the egg uh, that comes from a chum. Oh, and uh, okay. So yeah, ah. it's basically a big, um, um. if you think like a Chinese dragon, but with no definition and just like a big marshmallow, that is a chum. Uh, and there's a chum queen. Uh, wow. That, that just sounds wrong. <laughs> there is a, there's a, there, mm, there's I got a, the intro. There's oh, a female a uh, creature that's huge and she lives in a cave and she's lost all her babies. And, and so you'll go around and you'll find these little marshmallow Chinese dragons kind of like floating around like flags, uh, you know, in an Assassin's Creed game, uh, they'll just kind of be floating around in different places. I think there's 163 of them. I think you need a hundred crap. I think you need a hundred for your purposes. Um, and you just need to keep going and collecting them and then taking them back to her. Uh, the very first quest is to drop off five. Uh, the next quest is to drop off 15, then 20, and I haven't gotten beyond that yet. Every time you do that, you get a permanent status or a permanent boost to your status meter. So that's going to help you explore more, climb higher, get more chum eggs. Um, so once you once you grab that marshmallow dragon and you, and you squeeze the egg out of him, he just turns into this little rock uh, pillar, so if you ever have a question about, oh, did I get that chum egg? Uh, well, if there's a rock pillar there, you did. If not, then there's a little, uh, you know, marshmallow Chinese dragon, and uh, go get your stamina. And that is a chum egg. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, nothing about your description of this say. game matched oh. what my expectation was about it. I don't know what I, I the cover art sort of has a journey aesthetic to me so i was expecting something kind of like that mm -hmm. but other than the lack of combat bit of it or 
No, you know, it really isn't. But I'm curious because um, right now you're like a, a little less than a third of the way through the achievements or a little more than a third of the way through the achievements. The estimate for mm-hmm. the game is 15 to 20 hours. According to TA, you've put in 11. I don't know if that's an accurate figure, but given how much you've played of it, do you think that that's fairly accurate? Do you think like it because the way that you're playing it, it might take a little longer or is this a game you can even like... I guess you could use a guide with. Is it something where that would speed up the process or you just shouldn't do it because there's no need to? Or where do you stand on all that? Well, so Uh-oh. the game's a little obtuse at the beginning. And mm. a lot of this game is about figuring things out for yourself. So if you want to enjoy the game, I would recommend not using a guide uh, unless you get stuck to just sort of figure you know, figure out, oh, okay, this is what I need to do, or this is where I need to go, or it didn't really describe this very well, or I just can't figure out this mechanic myself just because something's just not making sense. But once you get that figured out, the game really, it really rewards you for exploration. Like, out in the desert, there are these weird um, structures um, that are kind of, like, broken into two pieces. Like, there's this really big hovering piece high up in the air, and then there's this, like, Got a broken piece that's kind of just barely sticking up out of the ground. And near that, you'll find like these little uh, partially submerged rings. And if you fly your hover ship through four of those or five or however many around the thing, and you don't take too long between rings, then uh, they all light up. And then that structure raises out of the sand and forms uh, a bigger structure. And then inside of it is a little um, relic that you can pick up. Well, there's a place somewhere else in the world. This is so Zelda. There's a, there's a place somewhere else in the world that you go into, and it's clear, oh, I need to put that ring into this pedestal. And once I do that, this thing pops up, and oh, I need to do that five more times. Um, so if you were to just use a guide, it would just have you going from place to place, and that wouldn't be very fun. So I, I, think, the, I think if you want to squeeze the fun out of this game, then you don't play with a guide. If you want to squeeze the achievements out of this game, absolutely could use a guide and i think that uh i think steam has an okay one uh there's an ign one that is more like a uh more like a resource that you can go in and say oh i'm stuck on this quest let me figure out you know they have little pages devoted to each individual quest which is kind of cool um so you absolutely could get this done in 15 to 20 i think if you were mainlining it but um, once again, I am playing with a, a nine-year-old uh, who wants to explore and jump off of uh, little sand dunes uh, and float down and collect butterflies. So uh, that is why I am at 11 hours uh, and, and, and maybe a third of the way through the game. I got to say, I'm really glad you're having fun with this and you're enjoying it. But as you were talking about the game, I was watching clips. Man, I don't get it. I think I'd rather <laughs> play for, through Mr. Pumpkin's adventure again. Deal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I I don't get it. Well, in a. The screenshots don't really do justice to how the game moves. I was watching the clips too, man. Yeah. I I don't see it. The artwork is definitely very unique. I will say that. There's no doubt about that. And I. And I guess when I look at it like that, I can see why you would very much enjoy <laughs> the, the game, considering the uh, the artwork. Mm-hmm. And the chum eggs. Don't forget the chum eggs. There's chum eggs. I think it's also worth There's noting, 
that the, the the publisher for the game is this publisher Raw Fury, and every single one of their games has come to Game Pass. So I don't know, or at least huh. I, let me not say every single one, but at least every single one on game on page one on TA. So the, these are Norco, Longest Road on Earth, Townscaper, Backbone, Atomicrops, Call of the Sea. So this publisher seems to be big on getting games to Game Pass. So oh, yeah. I, I'm not sure oh, yeah. how they wound up connecting with um, with the developer, but it I and I didn't realize this beforehand. But uh, that's pretty cool if that's kind of what they're doing to get these games more exposure. Because just looking at this list, I don't think any of these games would track more than four or five hundred people if they weren't on Game Pass. So it's oh, God, cool no. that they're getting this kind of exposure. For sure. All right, but uh, yeah, that was Sable. And I guess for our last couple of games, uh, L, what would you like to talk about? I don't know. What makes you think I'm only going to be talking about a couple of games? I mean, come on now. What have we just yeah. met? What have we just met? All right. Well, as I mentioned last week, in the Better Completions Matter, there is a head-to-head going on for the month of October in which Iron Fist of Snuff matched up everybody manually and found five mutual games to go through in which the two people had similar progress. So that must have been a painstakingly awful process, but probably had fun doing it. So I was matched up with community member Mark B. And the five games in question are Burnout Paradise, uh, Puyo Puyo Champions, uh, Game of the Year nominee for 2022, Paparazzi, uh, Battle Block Theater, and Sunset Overdrive. So the game I decided to tackle first was Sunset Overdrive. This is a game that I cannot believe came out eight years ago in 2014. To me, it's still tons of fun. I love traversing around, jumping around blowing stuff up the dialogue is hilarious it is not politically correct it is a fun fun game i went through the dlcs for this and you know the one knock on it is that there's a ton of collectibles just they're unnecessary you got to find 100 of this 200 of this and they're fun to get but they're they're unnecessary Um, yeah, unfortunately, with the exception of Paparazzi, which is a three to four hour game, all the other games that were chosen are at least like 50 to 100 hours. Um, luckily, I had pretty good progress in Sunset Overdrive. So as of recording, I am down to my last two achievements. Nice. And uh, I need to replay the final mission and defeat the boss under par, which I think is not too bad. And then I have to get 50 challenges with a gold rating. And I think I'm about halfway done with that. And the good news is that you can use the DLC challenges to count towards that one as well. So hopefully by next week, I'll be reporting a completion in that. I know Mark B went right to paparazzi, got that completion. Uh, But I've been playing that with my daughter, so things are going a little slow there. But that's okay. It's not a marathon uh, wait a sprint uh, something like that 
I'm going to take my time. <laughs> um, I wound up also with a game called Battle Block Theater, which is a 360 game by mm-hmm. the Behemoth. And most people know them from Castle Crashers, which we joke about on that show that basically I think it's overrated. I don't think it's terrible. It's I like okay to, to I'd like to say it is. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, but Battle Block Theater is my favorite of their games, probably because of the humor. Another crazy, crazy game. The cutscenes are very amazing. Good. Um, unfortunately, some of the online stuff went down. Um, in 2018, so you can still play online, but they got rid of the community portion where you could upload your own levels and download your own levels and uh, there's an achievement to, to do a bunch of arena mode wins and you used to be able to download a map where you could do it in like nine seconds but unfortunately you can't do that anymore so each each game takes about two minutes so you could do it you plug in a second controller and just win and then every two minutes hit a or there's another there's uh, one of the modes where you you can go around playing like a normal type of game. Um so Prue wound up with Battle Block Theater on his uh list of 5. So we decided to go through the co-op mode together. So that still works online. And what we found is that there's a glitch now to go through most of the levels. So whoever came up with this glitch, I have no idea how this works. So how it works is the host goes in and he goes up against the wall and just walks into the wall. And then the co-op partner just punches you over and over and over. And while this is going on, the host hits start and quits out of the level. And then you know what happens? It says level complete. And you get credit for beating the level. Yeah. It makes zero sense. Um, How do people even so figure this that does out? Work. I, I, yeah, that's the that's the crazy part. And we tried it without the punching, just to see if it worked. No, it doesn't work. Like you have to do it in such a way to trigger it, but it, it works. We got through. Uh, unfortunately, you have to do the finales legit, which are the uh, is the hard part. And we're just going through the normal story mode, which does not stack with the insane story mode. Now, on Insane, I believe you cannot die at all. There's no checkpoints. So if you die, you have to go back to the beginning. And we had quite the time even on Normal with checkpoints. So I believe there's eight levels altogether. And we got through six of them. So next time we play, hopefully we'll wrap that up, at least on Normal. I think you can still do Arena Mode online. But like I said, you just can't do any of the community uh, stuff. I wish they didn't shut that stuff down. Like, come on, guys. Bring it yeah, that's up. a good game. Uh, so, yeah. Um, luckily, it's backwards compatible. Easy to pick up and play. I think you could still buy this game. For f- looks like it's a $15 game. I'm sure it goes on sale every now and again. I believe it does. I feel like I've seen it on sale like not too long ago. Yeah. I am worried about the insane playthrough. Especially on single player. I, don't, I doubt I'll get to that. There are 1,300 people who have the completion. 
It seems very, very difficile, difficult. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, for Battle Block Theater and Sunset Overdrive, those are my two favorites of the bunch. Uh, Burnout Paradise, like Michelle said, was really fun online, but the single player is not really my favorite. I mean, there's some, you know, you have to do smash on billboards and stuff like that. I already did most of it, unfortunately. That will be a tough time to get back to, but I will try. And then Puyo Puyo Champions is a 50 to 60 hour grind fest. Yeesh. So that's not really my cup of tea. There might be someone else here who knows a thing or two about puzzle games that could hopefully offer me some tips. I'm sure Nate could help you out. Oh, thanks, mm -hmm. Nate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no problem. I heard Nate was trying to get this game uh, changed to action on TA. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then uh, Nate's favorite game of 2022, Paparazzi, is is very, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like a bad trip. So <laughs> you're playing this game and then you're just taking pictures of dogs the whole time. And then you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to gain followers on your social media account. It's just really wacky. But the real wacky part is that my daughter said to me, dad, you play as a camera. I'm like, okay, no, you don't. <laughs> you're, you're taking pictures. I'm like, no, no. You play as a camera, Dad. Look, there's selfie mode. So she was right. You you could take a selfie, and you are literally a camera on legs walking around, taking pictures. Because that's is, not weird. Yeah. This oh, game is, out. is that what's happening? Because like, you could see your shadow, and the shadow looks almost like an Among Us guy. And it's like, oh, that's you know, it's an indie team, probably just not paying too much attention. To that. I didn't realize you were actually a camera. You are a camera, yes. And then there's a space level. You see the the, the dogs floating around space. <laughs> there's gas stations there. I, I I don't know. This game is just whacked out. It's definitely not boring. I mean, it is boring, but it's definitely not boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, this game. Thankfully, also on Game Pass. <laughs> so I don't know. It would be a tough ask at $20. Uh, but well, all Sunset in all, Overdrive is the best game in that bunch. Oh yeah! So all in all, far. I've been playing these games, and we're, as we're recording this on the 11th of October, I only have four RTDL achievements. That shows you how much I've been playing these <laughs> games instead. There's something about the head-to-head -head aspect of it that you know, I think Mark B is going to destroy me. He's already gone through a lot of uh, Puyo Puyo and stuff like that, but that's okay. I, I want to do the best I can. I get destroyed too badly. So yeah, that was my uh, my stuffs. All right. It'll be weird when I when you finally say that you know you're done with Sunset Overdrive. You've been doing one achievement <laughs> a month for like the past four years or something. That's what it seems like. It will be sad. Oh, such a and sad time. I'll never to, get a sequel to that game. There is a window stack that I believe you don't have to do the uh, Chaos Squad multiplayer stuff, so I just cannot imagine my computer being able to handle it. Uh, xCloud. Assuming that's on Game Pass? I don't actually know. 
I don't think the Windows version would work. I don't think that's um, on. I don't know. Maybe. I don't or know. Just shot. If it is on Game Pass, you can just, like I say, you just use the xCloud play through the browser. Uh, PC Game Pass. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that might be a way to do that. And that way you have another game to play for the next four years. Yay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for the game showcase. Oh, Uh, you sunsetted it. That's terrible. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, we'll go into overdrive and talk about sales. Nice, and that's nice, just nice. Equally like terrible. That. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, I just have one game to recommend, and that game is Crawl. It's three hours down from fifteen. It is a competitive multiplayer dungeon crawler. Unfortunately, it is local only. Um. I played this a little bit a couple years ago. A friend of mine actually had it. And him, me, and a few other friends, we had a good time trying to play playing this. Uh, you know, couch co-op and all that. Or couch, not co-op, but you know what I mean. And I don't know. You, you kind of want to watch a video of how of how this actually works. Um, but it, like I say, it's just a really good uh competitive dungeon crawling game you're working against each other to try to get out of this dungeon while also trying to work together uh i'm not going to go into a whole review just watch a video this might be something you're interested in if you like the couch local game stuff uh michelle what would you like to recommend i would like to recommend one game based on having played it and one game based on having researched a bit and it sounding intriguing for a game I've played, I'd like to recommend Seasons After Fall. This has been on sale before. It's $2 down from its normal 10 It's a puzzle game. And if mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about Indigo 7, I would have talked about this this week. Uh, in Seasons After Fall, you play as uh, a fox, essentially. And as you go through, you earn the different powers of the seasons. And what that means is it basically affects the world around you. So if it's winter... Uh, Uh, water will turn into ice if it's spring it'll start raining so certain things will catch the rain and that'll impact how they react to certain other things it's really pretty like it's a beautiful looking game the soundtracks violins that it's not playing all the time but they come up at certain key moments so the sound is great the only nitpick i have about it is if you're going to play it just be aware that the platforming is a little sticky the Fox doesn't turn on a dime, so if you have to turn directions and jump on a platform, turn, wait a second, then make your jump. It's not that they're bad, they work the way they're supposed to, but it's just the movement's a little slow on those sorts of things. But good game, totally solid for $2. I recommend don't play it with a walkthrough, everything can be done without one, but of course if you're looking to streamline doing it as quickly as possible, I'm sure walkthroughs are available. The other game I wanted to recommend was Super Mambo Quest. Uh, this is 454 down from 12.99. It's listed as a platformer on TA, but uh, it's well reviewed. It's not highly tracked, but on TA it has over a four rating, and on Steam it has a nine. It's very, very positively reviewed. But what intrigued me was the developer's description of it. 
They say Super Mambo Quest is an action-packed precision platformer, a Metroidvania with classic arcade mechanics featuring some crazy combat, challenging combos, and plenty of collectibles, all in a huge interconnected world. Uh, it looks like it's the first time on sale. Looking at some videos, it sort of had um, almost like a Celeste kind of aesthetic, that sort of 2D kind of deal. But uh, yeah, it it seems to be flying under the radar. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. I don't think anyone had it tracked in any way, but something to check out at sub $5. If it is a Metroidvania, TA hasn't caught up to it yet. I don't think I've seen it mentioned in that room. So I don't know that it is, but the developers think it is. So there's that too. Interesting. All right. And Nate, what would you like to recommend? Well, uh, Super Mamba Quest is in my cart. And it, it was there at the beginning of the sale. I didn't see the Metroidvania <laughs> tag, but uh, I thought and it looked interesting. interesting. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Give me a minute. Uh, so uh, what, I, what I'd like to talk about, um, aside from one game, are just some weird things that I think, hey, it's kind of fun that these exist. Go check them out. Uh, so let's get the boring stuff out of the way. More cred, $8 down from 20 This is an adventure. It was in Game Pass. Uh, if, like me, you didn't finish it because, I don't know, you just didn't. Uh, it's, now, it's now its lowest price ever. Um, so go pick it up if you want to. Or I, I hear it's an okay game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed my little bit of time with it and I just, you know, I got distracted. There was something else going on. Um, next up we have war dogs, uh, reds return. Uh, this is a, uh, it's $2 down from four. This is a beat em up where everyone is an anthropomorphized dog. Uh, so that's what, a big word. What more do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> this is a two, three hour beat up dog. Uh, it looks okay. Like uh, I watched a little bit of gameplay and it, it, you know, uh, it's a decent quality looking game, decent quality beat em up. Uh, you kind of move around um, the arena. And sometimes when you do like special hits at the end, the camera will shift and go from that side view to kind of like an in front view. And, um, so it's kind of cool, you know, for two bucks, I think that's, I'm sorry for, yeah, yeah. For two bucks, it's not bad. Uh, especially since the full price is only $4, but, uh, if you want to get up on the beat em up boards, uh, maybe you already know about this. If you don't, and you do want to get on those boards, check this one out. Uh, last up is red Ronin. It's $4 down from eight. This is a strategy turn-based, but Matriarch, it's kind of a puzzle game. Uh, you move oh in a straight line oh. until you stop. So it's like those puzzles where you're in an arena. It's an oddly shaped arena. There's little obstacles. There's little places to get hung up on. Uh, your movement is always in a straight line until you cannot move any further. So it's like you're sliding on ice, right? If you want to go up, you go up and there's like five spaces and then a block. Well, you're going five spaces and you're going to stop at the block. And you can either go back down or you can go left or you can go right. So you're navigating around these um, these environments uh, in that sort of motion. The enemies that you're facing are moving one square at a time, and they don't they're not walking on ice. Um, but if you ever land next to them, they will kill you. So what you're trying to do is move around the the board so that you can line up kills without being killed by them. Uh, I don't know that there's a certain like limited move mechanic in it, uh, but just from the gameplay, it looks kind of fun and it's only $4. So uh, I'm definitely getting this one. It's in my, it's in my cart. So I can maybe talk about it later. All right. And Oh, what game do you want to recommend? All right. 
the Vayner channel was going crazy today because Axiom Verge is on sale. It is $8 instead of the usual $20. Uh, this one's known as being one of those indie darlings. It is... Might be also one of those that's done by uh, one guy. Pretty sure it's one of those. Yes, pretty much. And this one reminds me of, oh, I don't know, Metroid. It's got that sci-fi look to it, and you're shooting people, which is not the norm for Metroidvanias these days, I would say. People try to do their own thing, and this one definitely pays its respects. Uh, I do believe this is also known as a hard one. <laughs> Uh, 20 to 25 hours for completion. So that should keep people busy for a while. And also, who would I be if I didn't recommend Retromania Wrestling, which hasn't been on sale since February. By the way, these trackers, I'll let you know about these things, are pretty awesome. Glad TA has those now. Um, it is normally $30, and it is $21, so it's not... Amazing sale, but it's effectively a third off, and I think it's a very fun game. Uh, so Retro Mania Wrestling and Axiom Verge are my picks. Oh, all right. Um, just as a reminder, uh, you can download Windbound right now with Games of Gold. And oh. then a couple of games on Game Pass that are out now. We have Costume Quest, Evil, Dyson Spear Program, and out tomorrow is Scorn. Assuming that you are listening to this day of. Mm. And then coming out next Tuesday is A Plague Tale Requiem. I I believe Costume Quest, um, it's a 360 version, uh, and I think it also has the free DLC, like they mentioned. Mm, that sounds correct. Good to know. You know, I'm usually somebody who really I'm likes um, horror-based games, survival horror kind of things. And all I remember about Scorn is even I felt like a little queasy at that trailer they had for it at whatever event uh -huh. that was and decided that this is probably a nope. But I'm curious to see what people think of it. Yeah. If you're a horror fan... uh yeah, even even being a horror fan, I don't even know if, <laughs> about this game. It yeah, I was very uncomfortable watching this. I mean, I got scared of Costume Quest, so I don't even know. <laughs> Pretty scary. <laughs> I was rewatching the trailer, and yeah, that umbilical cord that they pull out, you know, air quotes around umbilical cord, um, still looked weird. Um, but I thought that the <laughs> animations were really interesting, so I was kind of grossed out and kind of like, ugh. But I thought that the animations and the things that they had you kind of see yourself doing in first person were pretty interesting. Um, it, it is definitely grotesque, but uh, <laughs> I'm kind of interested in this, and I don't normally love first person shooters. So uh, there's going to be a subset of people that are going to love this game, and I'm not saying that like as a knock. Like there's going to be people that just adore this game for just how grotesque or whatever whatever that word is but yeah, for, for its aesthetic not nah, ain't we'll, no way we'll, we'll i'm, I'm not that. gonna yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, like I'm not trying to be rude or give a knock to anyone that's going to enjoy this or like it. It's that is just not something I want to play. But I know there's going to be a very, uh, I shouldn't say large, but there's definitely going to be a subset of people that love this game. Um, and just as a reminder, if you're listening to this day of, you have like a day or two to buy and or complete a couple of games that are leaving Game Pass on the 15th. Uh, Blood Roots, Echo Generation, Into the Pit, Ring of Pain, uh, Sable if you want to, I guess. I don't know why. And The Good Life. Get them chum eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we go to Brad Camp to go away, Michelle. All right, in completions, we have Mental Knight 5, who has reached 1,500 completed games. And that's that's it. All right, well, good job, Mental. Good job, Mental. <laughs> good job, Mental. Uh, and in streaks, uh, I apparently copied the wrong data over, so we're only going to talk about oh, no. ratios. <laughs> Since here's number six, we reached a new milestone with a TA ratio of 2.2. Good job, buddy. Who cares about streaks? They're boring. But but I just hit... Uh, uh... I was so confused reading this. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> These things um, happen. I missed you talking about ratios. I thought you... Ch- <laughs> I thought you changed it off and like didn't tell anyone or something, yeah. but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's why <laughs> I did. That's exactly what yep. happened. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in gamer score, uh, GT3 Option Fan has hit 150,000 gamer score. L Never has hit 300,000. <laughs> so <what> never. <laughs> yeah. That name throws me off all the time when I see it. <laughs> I want to talk to this person. Yeah, that kind of threw me off a little reading that as well. It's like L uh, never achieved, you know, whatever achievement. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it confuses me. Uh, CJH Carter version L has hit a new milestone of 550,000 gamer score. <laughs> uh, Chesno has hit 650,000 gamer score. B. Smittle has hit 700,000 gamer score. Logic Slayer, 750,000 gamer score. And Redemption Denied has hit 3.4 million gamer score. That is an absurd number, man. Casually. Probably outscored everyone else that you read combined. 150,300, 750,000, 3.4 million. She sure is. Oh, I'm not doing that math. It's too late for that crap. <laughs> I would say that at noon. You're not wrong. In leaderboards, uh, Ben L72 is now third in the completed games leaderboard for Vayners. Chewy on Ice is now in the top 50 of the England TA leaderboard for Adventure. Yay, I'm on Adventure! Hat 90 is back playing sports games. And of course, everyone knows the most questionable sport of all is racing. And he's in the top. That's a sport. It is? Okay. He's in the top 1,000 of the Europe Gamer Score leaderboard for racing and 2,000 overall on TA. Very nice. Infamous is in the top 
200 of the TA leaderboard for Hack and Slash and top 50 of the TA difference leaderboard for Hack and Slash. Logic Slayer is in the top 200 of the Florida TA leaderboard for Shooters and Survivalist is now in the top five of the USA Completed Games leaderboard for Survival. And let's remember, he just made a new tag very recently, so he's already killing it. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Uh, as always, please be sure to follow us on all the different platforms, Twitch, this, uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Achievement Hunting 101, or at Achievements 101, one or the other. Uh, most importantly, though, join the Discord, discord.io slash ah101. Come be a part of the community as well. If you are able to we to donate, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. Greatly appreciate anyone that is able to help support the show, keep this going, keep up with the contest and all that. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons. But with that, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you next week. Bye-bye. So long. Chum eggs. Chum eggs. I knew you were going to say that. So long. <laughs> Farewell. I'll be there Zander. Hey everybody, welcome back to the segment that goes off the rails when going on rails. It is Genrely Speaking, a segment in which we break down some of the oft-overlooked genres out there, as tracked by TA, and discuss at perhaps greater lengths than is merited, all things that have to do with said genre. I am Elroy OMJ, and I am enraptured to have my co-host in this journey ready for our sixth edition she is the amazing M. Elroy, I am so happy to be doing this again. I think <laughs> oh, for sure. we took one month off for every previous episode that we had recorded. So now we're we're here and we're ready to go. I wanted to ask you a question just to sure, frame something sure. before we, we get into this because we have to restate the clue. We have to let people know what we're talking about. Oh, yes, yes. Do you happen to remember the five genres we've covered previously in Genrally Speaking? Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, on Rails was kind of a givey because right, it was right, in the right. intro. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I definitely remember the first one because uh, we talked about the ride. So <laughs> we little, sure did. <laughs> a little bull sports. And then let's see. After bull sports, it gets a little murky. I know we talked naval at some point. Yes. Naval was number two. Okay. Okay. Because I remember all the boats and how, you know, all that good stuff and how. Yeah, you know, there was there was a lot of snubs in that genre. Oh yes, there were, and, and, I, the, and we never got answers for them either. <laughs> we never did. Yeah, and then I do, oh, I think I do know all of them because okay. uh, I I remember educational was one of them, right? Absolutely. Because I I actually did get that added onto a couple of games. Yes, um, you did. The, the the little mouse encyclopedia was most most notably. Yep, and, and I played that after we recorded, so it totally is educational and trivia. I agree oh yeah, I mean if that didn't make the cut. Oof. Right. And and then uh, I remember that we were truly baffled by, I believe, the fourth edition, which was Sandbox, which was not what yes. either one of us thought the heck it was. So, yep. And, uh, and I and still then, think the TA genre definition is wrong. But what can we do there? <laughs> yeah, we, we I think we uh, beat that one to, uh, into the ground enough. And then that led us to on rails and that leads us to the new one. Yeah. So uh, do you want to restate that hint for us? And, oh, for uh, 
for give sure, people for sure. a couple seconds to see if they can figure it out before we dive in? All right. Well, the clue is simply, it's probably the shortest clue. It is antler rats. Antler rats. <laughs> All right. I think I think everyone's had enough time to think on that. So there why you don't you hit them with what the answer is? <laughs> All right. So in case you don't know what antler rats are, uh, well, uh, as I say, when you know, you know, because that's the affectionate term uh, that that I actually looked it up to see if it where this originated it. And I understand now why I know it, because it originated in the 80s and 90s or yeah, 80s, early 90s, somewhere around there. And it was based off a New Yorker article. And it, the article was all about how Texans, hence why I would know, <laughs> uh, have a sizable deer population and refer to them as rants, <laughs> rats, rats with antlers. And then I guess that was, you know, kind of tossed around uh, and became antler rats. And then it says, or roaches with split hooves. Now, I never heard the roaches with split hooves thing, but um, maybe that's, uh, I guess that's the thing. We always just called them antler rats. But in any case, that brings us to our wonderful genre, which you can't have antler rats without hunting some antler rats. So hunting is our genre. Yeah, and that's uh, an interesting choice, and we're going to get into why that's an interesting choice. But before we dive forward and do our normal stats deep dive and the other discussion, let's talk about how TA defines a hunting game. All right. So according to True Achievements, a hunting game is, comp- is comprised of a hunter in the wilderness tracking and killing animals for sport. Mm-hmm. Players may make use of a variety of realistic hunting weapons, such as rifles and shotguns as well as gear commonly found in hunting, such as scent masks, blinds, and stands. And this Mm. sounds like it was written by somebody that had some clue about hunting, because that whole last (laughs) section would not have crossed my mind. I know blinds and stands. I never, I don't, I guess scent masks are like the, you know, like the the dough urine you you douse yourself with. So full disclosure, I suspect I know what your answer is here, but it might surprise some people, I suppose, that... I am about as far from a hunter as you can possibly get. <laughs> um, I, I Not every Southerner is a hunter. Uh, I am actually on the other end of the spectrum in the sense that I love animals, and I just I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm sorry. I just couldn't look an animal in the eye and off it. I just I just don't have it in me. Yeah, I, I, I have, obviously, I, I mean, I guess it's not obviously, obviously, because you never know, but no, I, I have not done hunting. <laughs> I do understand, I guess, in some broad sense, um, a want for animal culling, I guess, because Mm -hmm. the deer are pretty intense. Like, I've never heard them called antler rats before, but (laughs) uh, in my time spent in western New York, uh, certain times of year, those deer crossing signs might as well have been every hundred feet because they were everywhere. So I I guess I I get I, I just... Look, we're not going to get into a whole discussion about hunting and, and <laughs> right. hunting for sport versus hunting for for living. You know, people hunt deer for venison mm-hmm. versus I'm going to go out and shoot an elephant with a party of 10 people. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it was a very safe bet to have guessed that I, I have never been involved in hunting. I have no interest, uh, just like you said, in seeing this animal just enjoying its best life out there, grazing on mm. the leaves, the sun shimmering down and being like, 
well, I'm going to go disturb the silence now. That's that's not for me. So not only that, but the whole ultimate outcome of the of the hunting expedition. But there's really nothing in it that appeals to me because I, I get cold easy. Uh, <laughs> I'm impatient. Uh, that's why I'm not a very good fisherman. And like you have to get up at like the ash crack at dawn to get out there, and then you got to like basically you're out in the cold usually, and and you're just like staying put so you're not exactly burning energy so you'd have to dress real warm and i don't know anything about dressing warm like i, I grew up in texas like i said and <laughs> and and just though and like people like all decked out and camos and fatigues and all that stuff and, yeah. and they're running around and there's bugs everywhere and i i just i just couldn't do it i'm sorry just nothing about it appeals to me at all and it's sad because my family is uh, I have a, a strong hunting presence on one side of my family and they have like a lodge they even have and they go up there and it's like, uh, you know, a tradition on that side of the family where you get your first deer kill and you wipe the blood on your face and all this stuff. And mm. yeah, I I grew up in Texas away from that and uh, I'm glad I did. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. And, and again, our point here is not to talk about hunting and its merits or lack thereof right. or whatever it is we're gonna just talk about it as a genre today it's definitely something a large uh, a significant number of the population does for whatever mm-hmm. reasons they may do it we are strictly talking about hunting pixels there you go that is it yep. so i know you always come very well prepared to our genre segments <laughs> with a full set of statistics because i know my statistics in this particular category are fairly <laughs> abysmal so why don't you go ahead and, and take it away what did you discover about the stats for the hunting genre all right so uh this genre is uh, one of the relatively small ones uh not Bull sports small, like what was that, like six games or something? I mean, it's yeah, ridiculous. It was really small. I think it <laughs> really was small. like three, wasn't it? Oh, really? I, was, I mean, yeah, it might have yeah, been three. It was three, yeah. I, I think. There was a Connect <laughs> game and then that PBR game and Eight You're Minutes right. to Glory. Yep. Maybe yep. there was something else, but yeah, it was a small, small genre. Yep. So I guess this one's large compared to that. So a little more popular, uh, uh, you know. So 36 games. So that's. That's sizable. And of those, 17 are still listed. Uh, a lot of those are still available, however, because they were 360 games. They were real popular on the 360, apparently. And um, uh, a lot of sponsored games, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, and on the 360, I think, as we've talked about many times throughout the course of the podcast, Easy Gamer Score was different in the 360 era. And I want to say a lot of those uh, hunting games, if they weren't Easy 1Ks, they were like Easy... 800s or 600s or whatever else so i i think they had a little traction because of that mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah yeah that makes sense and i think that was just more that whole um it seems like it was real popular around that same time period like the with those shooting games that uh like where you actually use the guns uh right something um, you'd play at like dave and busters yeah yeah, yeah that's like light gun yeah. arcades yeah that's what i was trying to get it yeah so so 17 out of 36, still listed. Uh, your total game score, if you want uh, to max out the genre, is 37,860, worth 128,635 TA. Uh, that is an overall ratio of 3.397, which I think might be our highest yet, might, uh, unless Naval topped it because of Sea of Thieves. Well, but. you know, I, I'm guessing what I just said about it being on the easier side is, is incorrect, because I, yeah. uh, I definitely had a... I think they're grindy, but 
I no, no I guess I was completely mistaken there. So um, I don't right. know. I'm not really I sure ratio. what's bringing that up. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure what's bringing it up. But uh, there's 1,276 uh, achievements that you can earn, although there are three unobtainable. So take three off of that. Uh, your uh, highest ratio achievement is actually uh, from Big Buck Hunter Arcade. The name of the achievement is Bonus Perfectionist. This one has uh, a 45 ratio and it has one track gamer. So one single person has has popped it. Usually if that's the case, it's like even much higher than that, but whatever. So well, well, yeah, uh, with the very low um, yeah, pool of players. Very, it is marked as quite. glitchy, right? So Right, yeah. So uh, Snorlax Base God is the one track gamer that has it. So congrats to Snorlax if he <laughs> listens to the show um, and he listens to the segment. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, probably not. Yeah, so probably Snorlax. So if you know Snorlax, just let him know that we mentioned him. And, uh, but yeah, so he's the one person that got that. So that's props to that guy. That's pretty cool if if you did it legit and all that. So, um, but anyway, uh, but however, there's one that shines way above old Snorlax. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I must say on the front end, I love it that the name of the person that is your just hands down leader in this genre is no other than big D the chief. <laughs> of course yeah. it's, of course that's who it is. So He's big the D the chief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Big D, the chief, uh, is your gamer score and TA leader. This dude's got 27,000 out of the 37,000 and 63,000. So basically half, 63 out of the 128, basically. So he's right at half of all the achievements, which is the highest. So props to that dude. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, good job, Big D, the chief. And then the average rating of the game—I I, don't—I can't remember where this lines up, but two point six two stars. That seems kind of low. I don't know, but maybe not. Um, and there was only one game that was in the four-star re- uh, rating, uh, and then there's only one game that was below two. So the one that was the highest rated was The Hunter: Call of the Wild, the Windows Edition. Just hmm. barely eked out four stars. And it has an X-Bone version, but it was a little lower. It was like 3.4 or 5 or something. And then Filled and Stream is your uh, one that's even lower, which is 1.5 stars. So shame on Filled and Stream. And <laughs> then uh, the, uh, the most popular game, uh, I found this interesting also because the... Uh, the numbers were just so skewed because the most popular game was The Hunter Call of the Wild, not the Windows edition, but the Xbone version, which is 127,364. So this was kind of like Hunting's yeah. breakout that, hit. <laughs> that right there is the power of Game Pass. Oh, yeah. But you know, something that, goes on Game Pass. I wonder and, if it's uh, the only one on Game Pass. play it. And I think, I'm just looking at True Achievements real quick, and it looks like uh-huh. uh, this, uh, The Hunter Call of the Wild was also a game that you could use for a specific bonus quest to get Microsoft reward points. So it was likely picked up by quite a few people for that reason. Oh, I just saw, I just saw the TA on that game. That's where the yeah. high ratio is coming from. 
That's like a 2C at these because they're just stacked. <laughs> right. So to say it out loud, the Hunter Call of the Wild, the Xbox One version that's been tracked by 127,000 gamers, has a uh, overall gamer score total available of 3,730 because there's quite a bit of DLC. Uh, so between it being Game Pass and it having DLC that people aren't purchasing because they're playing it in Game Pass... And I'm guessing it being fairly easy to get on your tag. I, I can't speak from experience, but it looks like uh, there's there's an achievement to travel one distance on or one mile on foot, which probably doesn't take too long. The TA score on the game is twenty eight thousand two hundred and seventy five. <laughs> that's that's definitely see a ish. Yeah, so. that's quite extensive and it looks like the dlc added 66 achievements to the base game so there's a lot of content there that people aren't mm -hmm. accessing most likely so yeah this is really an interesting case for what game pass does to a game it of those 127,000 tracked gamers only 17 have completed the entire game and don't just blame that on the dlc because only 161 people have completed the base game Huh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the base game itself is worth 9,000 TA, so that's, uh, that's interesting, yeah, they, it kind of has the vibe of, like, a train simulator, mm -hmm. it's a train simulator, man, they love that DLC, and, right. and yeah, so, <laughs> it's, very few people finished it, so yeah, I guess it's the hunting version of train simulator, okay. I, I don't, I'm really not sure what that means, but yes, that's what, I, that's why I've classified it in my brain. It's just lots of DLC, lots and lots of DLC. <laughs> and I on mean, Game Pass. Yep, yep, it released uh, in 2017, it looks like the last piece of DLC came out in 2020, so hopefully mm -hmm. they're done with it, but uh, yeah, you're in for a lot if you're planning to just check this out on Game Pass for sure. Yeah, I wonder if they rake you over the coals for the DLC like uh, Train Sim does, like Train Sim has like, you know, five new achievements in this one <laughs> DLC. And it's like twenty dollars. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And they have so many. I don't know. It'd be hard to beat that. I yeah, know. I don't think it's quite that egregious. But... <laughs> uh, it looks like eight dollars for. Yeah. I just picked on one. So yeah. So there you go. What a discount. So. <laughs> and each but, one of these DLCs is thirty-five to forty hours to complete. So this is a, a significant grind. Oh this man. Game. Yep. Uh, and 127,000 people signed up for it. That's that's crazy. But it, I I said it's their break, uh, the genre's breakthrough hit because if you look at second place, uh, and this has to be a record, like the biggest gap between first and second mm -hmm. was this one is 113,000 more gamers than second place, which of all games is Cabela's Alaska Adventure. So. Uh, that one had approximately 14,000, I guess, if my math's right on that. So, wow. yeah. So, I mean, just not even close. I mean, nope. that's, <laughs> and, and then the window or the windows version of, uh, the hunter called the Wild. it must be a really resource heavy game because uh, like people can't run it on their PC or something. I don't know because it's only got like 1600. So that's odd. I yeah. Can't even speak necessarily to that. But, <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah. And then uh, I got to go the other end of the spectrum just because, man, I, I fell in love with the name of this game. Um, least popular game in the genre is Free Diving Hunter Spearfish in the World. 
<laughs> I love that name. I, I think it's the second half. Spearfishing the world in itself would have been a, a nice name for a game. But yeah, yeah, free diving hunter, spearfishing the world, which has a whopping 130 track gamers, which is, you know, pretty sad because yeah. they, they took the time to come up with an awesome name and only 132 takers. I think it's probably because it's like 20 something dollars. But yeah, I did consider yeah. buying it just on the name alone. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah i mean i i guess we'll uh we can actually move into then if you're done with the stats into the, yeah that's it for the stats the discussion of the genre and i don't know about free diving hunter because it does have <laughs> hunter in the title but this yeah. sounds more like a fishing type. i know spear fishing is a form of fishing um but by and large like you don't see fishing games on here because mm-hmm. i i suppose fishing is a separate genre uh, right. so I, I'm interested in if there's other like traditional hunting that's included in that game, or if it's just because you are using like a, I, I don't know, a spear that that somehow moved it <laughs> into the hunting, uh, classification. Um, but anyway, that's just a general thought about this one game. What, what were your thoughts on, on the, the genre generally? Uh, well, when I was looking over, through it, I, I, I took the time to click on each one because I every time I look at one, it had the same thing. It was first-person shooter, sport, mm-hmm. hunting. You click on the next one. First-person shooter, sport, hunting. You click on the next one. I think it was the Cabela's. Uh, third-person shooter, sport, hunting. It was like all of them were like that. So um, there was only, believe it or not... Well, here's I did find this interesting. Uh, how many of these do you think were neither first-person shooter or third-person shooter of the Ooh. 36? Um, I'm going to guess a very small number, like probably like five. I feel like the Windows-based <laughs> games were mm-hmm. almost more point-and-click isn't right, but they definitely weren't. It was like you would look at a static screen and have to hit them as they come through. Mm-hmm. But I would think it's very small. I, I'll go with five. All right. It is actually under that. It is one. Wow. So which <laughs> Only game is one. not a first or per- third person oh, shooter? Oh, come on. You got to know. I got to know. It's yeah. the spearfishing game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, spearfish in the world. Wow. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only one in the genre that is not first person shooter or third person. I don't know if it's just because you're not shooting a gun, you're just stabbing things because that's what, you know, well, I guess you're shooting a spear out of the, uh, yeah, you can, it can turn to stabbing, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't classified as a first person shooter or a third person shooter. It was the only one. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So that was the only one that was really deviated, but there were a couple other deviations for you. So I wonder, I wondered what that was, but, uh, uh, how many of them are open world? Mm-hmm. Oh, I. Hmm, I'm trying to think. So mostly, when I think of hunting, I think of Cabela's games, which right, right. are typically, to my understanding, not open world. You're in a mm-hmm. preset environment, and you're supposed to hunt X number of whatever animal you're hunting. Right. So I don't think the Cabela games are open world. I saw a couple others that were non-Cabela. I mean, this last one we were talking about the um, the hunter call the wild. That's mm-hmm might be open world I'll, I'll go with uh i'll go with four of them we'll, we'll go down one <laughs> all right well you actually named it by uh by the game and it is actually less in it's just you know, the one 
It's just the one, but there's a stack. Wow. So technically, so there's two. two. Yep. Okay. So same game, two. Yeah. And then wow. lastly, I had one other deviation from it, and that was how many do you think are stealth? Oh, man. Uh, that's another one that's tricky because in some way it feels like all of them should be stealth, <laughs> yeah, Exactly, right? exactly. If you that's what I was thinking. hunting a <laughs> You're big not part, going like, crashing like you said through, at the beginning, yeah. right, yeah. the whole idea is you sit there as quietly as you can. And, if, and, if you're using scent mask blinds and uh, uh, stands, I would think that all of them exactly. That's kind of you. You are following my thought process exactly here. I, I will go with two. <laughs> okay. Any guesses on which ones? I no. I I would guess right off the top. None of the Cabela's games. Okay. I don't think correct. it's spear fishing. It is not. Um, is your, your, I guess it's, your... it's, is it the Duck Dynasty stacks? <laughs> it is the Duck, the Duck Dynasty. Dynasty. Oh my god! <laughs> it is the Duck Dynasty stack. What? Uh, and no, and so I actually I've played through. Uh, I haven't played all the way through it, but I've played through enough to know kind of the game. And I don't know if this is accurate or not because there's no stealth that I can remember. Other than there's this one part of the storyline where you got to sneak by. Uncle Ray or whatever, and get in. And you have to. You're like wearing a box on your head, and every time he turns around, you have to be motionless. And it's like a really long part. You got to sneak through the warehouse to get out of work or something. And uh, that's the only stealth part I remember. So I don't know if whoever was classifying it played it and got that far. And is like, well, there's got to be other stages like that. But when you're shooting the ducks, you, I mean, there's no. Uh, stealth at all i mean you're just blasting away ducks that keep coming at predetermined times and yeah it's um (laughs) i don't know you do use that duck call i don't know is that part of being stealthy in the sense that you're mimicking a bird and wouldn't think so i I, I don't know (laughs) i actually i i have the duck dynasty game for the 360 i had been asked at that like years ago uh for a friend Uh of mine that's in the uk if I could pick up a few games here and, and ship them over. And I did mm-hmm. do that. But for some reason, Duck Dynasty just didn't make it to the package or or whatever. Or maybe like I purchased it, but I got it later than I wanted to send out the rest. So I've got this random sealed copy of Duck Dynasty. And mm-hmm. I thought about like, oh, I should just play this before we record. So I have something <laughs> to talk about. And then I could have told you why it's stealth, but I just didn't get around to it. So I, I don't know that I'll ever know. But I'll I'll look every time at that sealed copy of Duck Dynasty and think about the things that could have been. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 definitely a unique experience that game. Um, I I suggest the 360 version, mm-hmm. uh, just because the uh, like the voice acting and the animations are just so much worse, and so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's actually uh, it makes it more funny, I guess. I don't know, and. Sure. Um, yeah, and so actually that one's all over the board, but uh, I'm on a table Duck Dynasty for a minute, and I'll, I'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later because I do have something I, I want to get off my chest on that one. Okay. Uh, but uh, for me, when we're looking at the actual definition, uh, I, I kind of really, I was really, you know, I always like to try to pick it apart. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the key phrase for me was for sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... A hunter in the wilderness, tracking and killing enemies, enemies or animals for sport. So for sport adds, you know, like that's why they're all sporting genre and everything. But uh, 
like there's some games that are, I feel like, and I'll get to these in the snubs and omissions. Like, how do you kind of know the intent of the of the hunter? I feel like the definition of the hunter should, could be further defined, where uh, a hunter is not just a person with a gun. Uh, it could be uh, a lion hunting a, a you know a caribou or something like that. Right. You know, what if what if a lion simulator comes out that's a little more realistic than goat simulator and you're like have to hunt down caribou and bring them down with your 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 mouth uh, and whatnot so uh that would be a variety of realistic hunting weapons uh you know your claws and your um <laughs> you know like you see what i'm saying where yeah, i of course i feel like there's some wiggle room the genre definition is pretty straightforward but i feel like there's some wiggle room there that it could include a non-human uh, hunter. Well, I was thinking, too, it could include, like, a supernatural hunter. If there was a game where you played as a vampire and the whole yeah. point of the game was to make all these other people vampires, uh-huh. vampires hunt prey, right? Their prey just happens that's to be human a, beings. That's a great point. Well, I'll get into it a little bit more in omissions and snubs as well. but like Or, or zombies. Point, Right, zombies too, absolutely, and and at I zombie, what, or or even <laughs> Left for Dead, right? When you're playing yeah. on the the zombie side, the infected side of Left for Dead, you are uh-huh. literally hunting the humans. That's your job, <laughs> is to go yeah. and and take them down. So, and I guess you could say that about any multiplayer shooter kind of game, since there is such a strong shooter well, influence in this genre. Well, there there is the further. Uh, limiting factor of a hunter in the wilderness so i guess that limits it a little bit sure. uh like the but then you could always say like well if it's the supernatural one and there's zombies hunting people and it's like the fall of civilization there's really no cities left you know right. and, and everything's a wilderness it's just some is a little more developed than the others so yeah right. what? Well, hey, yeah i mean jungle yeah urban yeah. jungle see yeah so I don't know, but that's why I purposely went with a lion, even though I know lions right, are yes. not in the wilderness. They're on the savanna. I, I get that. But yes. Well, that actually leads me to something I was going to highlight later. So I'm just going to highlight it now. What's that? Um, because I do not, uh, spoilers when we get to that point, I do not have an achievement to highlight. I've earned three achievements in the whole genre. <laughs> and it was like less than 15 minutes of gameplay on a day where I think I was trying to extend my streak while at work. And it was something I happened to have access to on my surface. What so, in the world was it? I have to know. Oh, man. It was one I of the totally Cabela's did not look games. Oh, okay. um, it was one of the Cabela's games for Windows. And it's, or, no, not Cabela's. <laughs> it, it was Big Buck Hunter Pro Adventure for Windows. Ooh, I earned uh, three whole achievements in it. One that you get for shooting your first buck or bull. Uh, another that you get for rearranging your trophies. And another that you get for shooting three bucks at a single site. So, <laughs> like, I probably tapped the screen five times and got three achievements and never went back to it. Oh, so, but one game I... <laughs> I know, it's not the, the most that's glowing a, a, yeah. recommendation. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I was curious, actually, because of what you're talking about with, like, the wilderness and stuff. One of the games in the genre is carnivores dinosaur hunt and if i read it correctly you're hunting dinosaurs in what wilderness are is this jurassic park (laughs) are we like transport like i did not play the game and i guess one could argue i probably should have researched a little bit to find out more but it was just much more intriguing to me to come in not knowing what it is what is that like you're hunting dinosaurs but 
the, the, it's clearly fantastical at that point. So restricting it to wilderness, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of um, um, knowledge in this area since I'm ranked 12,707th on the <laughs> TA leaderboard about for hunting uh, with my whole 795 gamer score. Uh, but uh, I think what I, how I would rationalize that is that it doesn't say that the things being hunted have to be realistic or, or anything in the sense that you could be hunting whatever as long as you're using you're in a wilderness and you're using a realistic weapon. I mean, you could be hunting unicorns and in a wilderness with a realistic weapon. Oh no, that's and doing it for sport. Right. The for sport <laughs> part was the part like I just can't imagine I mean, I didn't play the game, but like the idea of getting yeah, a hunting get party it. together to hunt down a T Rex <laughs> today seems a little strange, but maybe that is yeah. what the, the game is. So uh I I don't know. I, I'm just I'm not sure. This is a, a fascinating genre, obviously. Right, right. At, uh, and perhaps we're just way overlooking it. Now, before I get to, to get to the rest of the omissions and snubs, which you've done a great job kicking off, I do want to just point out one little thing, which is that one of the 36 games is called Deer Hunter 3D, which is a hunting game for your Windows phone. And I just thought that was funny, and I just thought I would bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that there's a Windows Phone game for hunting, and I always thought of, I just can't imagine how bad that game is, and uh, it's I, I, I kind of want to play it just to see what it is. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like an animal move on the screen, and you just tap it or something. I imagine it's similar to the Big Buck Hunter game I played. If I if I recall it correctly, you're you're really just it plays like the old light gun Cabela games where you're in a static environment. So there's like Mm -hmm. four trees on the left and three on the right. And there's a little bit of shrubbery and a deer just comes sort of padding out about to eat some grass and you shoot at it. But in this case you would use the touch screen. You just just tap, tap all the animals. That's it. Yeah. I I think it probably (laughs) plays similarly to that. Right. It actually had some pretty hellacious, uh, um, achievements that were related to it uh i think there was one where you had to like oh shoot play like 365 days in a row or something like that oh my Maybe. goodness oh well it has zero whole track gamers so there you oh. go so <laughs> it uh it must have been glitched but it says play 365 hunting days so i don't know if that it's pretty vague um so yeah because yeah, if you remove that one achievement it's only about a 1.5 or 1.6 ratio, right? It's not super high ratio, but there right. is that one completely unobtainable. Yeah. Yeah. 30. Yeah. So 30 days is doable. 365 days, not so much. So anyway, I don't know if anybody's finishing up their windows phone game still, mm-hmm. maybe move that one to the top of the list and let us know how it was. So, but, uh, so let's get to some snubs. Yeah. You've already kicked it off greatly. Uh, I was going to throw on where you, you mentioned that the, the dinosaurs, I was going to mention, mention games like, uh, Dauntless or or Monster Hunter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's actually one that I think really qualifies because um, it's talking about uh, realistic weapons. So again, this kind of ties into what I was talking about where Define Hunter, and that is World 2 Hunter something. I can't remember what the last part of it was, but it was that little crappy easy gamer score um, game where you... World 2 Hunting Boss. That's it. I couldn't think of the exact name of it. World 2 Hunting Boss. And so it's one that's like a little three to four hour completion. And basically it's just composed of a bunch of, uh, you're like a 
monster hunter of sorts, and you're just going around killing these, you know, uh, it's it's really like Dauntless, honestly, but I think your weapons were somewhat realistic. It's been a long time since I played it, but that was the one that really came to my mind. Now, the things that you're killing aren't exactly realistic or in, in, in any way, and I'm not sure. And there's only a couple that take place in a wilderness, so maybe it's a stretch, but that's kind of what I think you were kind of alluring to a little mm-hmm. bit. But, uh, yeah, so I think we've already kind of covered that one, but how about this one? How about Maneater? Yeah, oh, look at that. You're, yeah, you're, you're definitely hunting. You're a hunter now. I think it loses a little bit uh, for the whole sport. Uh, I don't know, and then you're losing a little bit. Obviously, it's not in a wilderness, but then again, neither is spearfishing the world. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I assume. I assume. I don't think it'd be a very successful spearfisher in the wilderness. Plus, you have like electric orcas and stuff. So the realisticness of the of the weapons yeah, loses you a little bit, but. That's pretty much all you're doing is going around killing animals, and you know they say orcas do it for sport. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So who are we to judge the orcas' intention? So well, and that's where the the, the intention behind like it's hard to gauge, right? So uh, one thought that crossed my mind mm-hmm. is no more heroes, and I, I think there's only there they just announced no more heroes three is coming to Xbox, mm-hmm. but I think the only one released previously was in Japanese. I may be incorrect, but. These games have been released on the Switch previously. And in No More Heroes, again, if I recall correctly, because I have not played them myself, the whole idea is like you get these contracts to hunt people down. It's being Mm -hmm. done for sport. The whole idea is, you know, are you going to get to them (laughs) first? Are you going to take them, you know, take these people down? And so, and it could be in the wilderness. You could potentially go find someone out in a wilderness situation. But the definition does specify animals. And now we're getting nitpicky, right? Like, uh, yeah, are yeah. human beings animals? Well, <laughs> right. Yes. But, we, you know. We just, yeah, it's kind of one of those things people be like, well, you know what they mean. Kind of thing. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, it's just exactly. Fun, to, fun to kind of take it apart kind of right. thing. And that's so, what we're here to do. All right. Well, let me take it more back into their original intent. And uh, what I was actually surprised with is the lack of it being uh, featured in the multi-genre discussion. I mean, you got two freaking stealth games and, uh, you know, those are in there. Uh, but you have none that are in the um, survival uh, genre. Mm. So I was thinking Long Dark. Are you familiar with that? Where yeah, you yeah. you have to stay alive and you... I guess it's not for sports, for survival, but I, maybe that's where they knock it out. But uh, And then, uh, was that... What is that stupid game? Daisy? Yes. Daisy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's real. I mean, and again, the weapons are really realistic. And the whole point is that, you know, you got to conserve your ammo and, you know, don't miss kind of a thing. And right. uh, maybe not so much in Daisy. They got a little crazy with some of the weapons, but I guess those are actual <laughs> rifles. But, but yeah, Long Dark, rifles. you know, there's only a couple of weapons in Long Dark. And, you know, it's you're that's kind of how the whole thing is. Definitely in a wilderness. I, I don't know. My choices actually kind of pose a similar question to Daisy, right? So I, I think you're correct. The reason why Daisy isn't represented in hunting is because you're generally not hunting the deer for sport. You're hunting them because you need right. sustenance. And so you get penalized, right? If you wind up hunting too much deer because they either you know get scavenged elsewhere or they rot. And so, you know, you're not going to get a trophy out of this. Mm-hmm. And and the, the the thoughts I came up with were similar insofar as omissions um, or snubs or whichever. Um, 
one more jokingly, but <laughs> come on, the Oregon Trail. Like, oh, let's nice. be realistic, all right? Yeah. Once you have, shoot like one it. buffalo, everything else is for sport. You can't carry more than 200 pounds back to your wagon. <laughs> you know this. So every shot you take, every one of those bullets that you waste, because you're spending money in that game per bullet, yep, yeah. to shoot down a buffalo, you are doing that for fun. It's mm. sport, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And the other example I thought of was Red Dead Redemption, and and again in Red Dead Redemption, you you shoot animals and you you skin them and you can trade those things uh, or or use them towards certain uh, tasks and whatnot. But we achievement hunt, right? And mm-hmm. there's an achievement to kill all of the animals in Red Dead Redemption. So are you not doing that for sport at that point? Since there's no other practical reason that you would be killing a snake, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and it is in the wilderness. It does make sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, I, I'm I am in your corner on this one, and um, just a little something something. There are achievements in Long Dark that are related to hunting, and okay. might I also add we haven't talked about this genre, but I suppose if we were getting to the fishing genre, there is a lot of achievements in there for fishing as well, and. There's an achievement uh, like Silent Hunter where you have to survive without using firearms. So you got to find a way to kill all the animals without doing that. Um, and then there's a lot of fishing ones. But then there's one where you like have to master the different areas of, of survival. And hunting is one of those areas. In order to get that achievement, you have to be, you know, have all the, the skills, yeah, skilled survivor. Uh, very nice mm-hmm. ratioed one uh, and it uh, get all skills to level five in single survival mode game so uh, there you go so there are hunt- hunting related achievements in the game uh, but uh, it's not on that genre so mm, there we go yeah I don't know that I, I feel as passionate about these being excluded as I do others because I, I do think I mean, <laughs> yeah. that they, they did a pretty good job narrowing the definition of the very specific oddly specific (laughs) right so i I think it was written in a way to exclude these things and i think it does that fairly successfully and and we're just angry because they did such a good job of doing that right exactly because i wanted more hunting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know i'm thinking in prototype there's part one of the things you do in prototype because you're this sort of i don't remember if exactly it was like you can steal into people's thoughts and you actually have people that come up on the map that you're supposed to get so you can get information from them about all this other nefariousness going on. Again, that's mm-hmm. hunting. You are hunting these people down, mm-hmm. but you're doing it in a city. It's not really for sport. You're doing it because you want their information. So it's good job narrowing down the genre. It's a little harder to, to try to <laughs> weasel some other stuff in there. I like it. Yeah. And that's what we do. We like to weasel stuff in mm-hmm. there. So. Sure. Yep. Yep. So, uh, as far as misclassifications, I am not. I'm not giving them crap because I just like free diving hunters, spearfishing the world. But I suppose if you were to give them crap, that would be the one, that, the first one to go, right? Yeah, I would think so, and and possibly yeah. the dinosaur game, depending. Yeah, one of those two. Depending and... on on the specifics of it, because the, <laughs> there, there's no other game in this list that involves hunting fantastical creatures. That's true. And not that dinosaurs are fantastical. But they're, they're certainly not, not creatures that realistically human <laughs> beings would be gathering around to hunt at this point. Exactly. I like it. Okay. 
All right, so you said you don't have a much of a achievement background in here, so uh, no, I was I was going to actually highlight the dinosaur hunting game here. Oh, okay, I, I still okay. Can't believe that that's a thing. So, what, <laughs> what about you though? It's a, it looks All right. like you have something to highlight. I do, I do. I actually have one achievement that uh, was meaningful in this genre, and uh, that would be from the wonderfully acclaimed stealth game, which is <laughs> Duck Dynasty. Uh, this one was on the Xbone, not the 360, and the achievement is called Wrong Way. Wrong Way. And you get that for finishing a... They have these boat races, okay? So it's a hunting game, and all of a sudden, uh, you're racing a boat because they they get bored a lot because all they're doing is going around killing ducks a lot. And so you get bored, and you want to race boats. So Wrong Way... It has a 1.78 ratio, which seems a little low, but that's kind of high given that the the entire game is only worth 1,500 TA. The boat races are definitely the worst part of this game. And oddly enough, while we're on it, did you know Duck Dynasty is a part of not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, well, actually five, five genres. So it's the member of five genres. And not a single one of those is racing. And really? Yes. And there's a racing and, segment. Yes. Oh, oh, it's it's a big part of the game. It's huh? like uh like a fourth of the game. Like you you're shooting ducks, that's one whole part. You're fishing, that's another part, and then you're racing boats, that's a whole other part. It's like those are there might be another part, but I know those three for sure. Well, you know and, what I didn't hear you say was a part? Stealth. <laughs> Stealth. Other than sneaking away from Uncle Roy, or I think it's Uncle Roy, I don't know, or I can't remember any of their names, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so sneaking through an office with a box on your head qualifies as a (laughs) stealth game, but there's literally the two hardest achievements in the game are racing related, because wrong way, finishing a race while crossing the line driving backwards is one of them, and then the other one that has a two ratio is you won every race in the tournament. You would think, and then, oh, oh, and then the other, I'm sorry, the three hardest achievements in the game, and the third one is can't touch this boat, and that is for winning a race without bumping into another opponent. Those are literally three of the four highest rated ratio achievements in the game, all are having to do with racing, all have the word race in the name of the achievement, and yet this is not a racing game. So if we ever get to racing, I am definitely going to bring this back up. And much like Little Mouse got his justice, I think it's time that <laughs> Duck Dynasty got their justice for being racing extraordinaires in the boats. So yeah, Sounds like that's a complete mess. I think yeah. we even mentioned this uh, game. This game's all over the board. It seems like we mentioned them during Naval, if I'm not mistaken, because of the well, boats yeah, as well. Right. There was some <laughs> real specific language regarding boats and it yeah. up there. Yeah. And as you see, like a good portion of the game takes place there. So anyway, wrong way. Took me forever because the computer cheats and rubber bands like a son of a gun. <laughs> and and so to actually get it to where you have enough time to kind of swivel around real quick and throw it in reverse, uh, it takes some work. But, uh, man, some of those races are just awful. There's like one race that if you're trying to get this achievement, there's one race that has a pretty good trick on it that gets you a good lead. And then they just keep. I mean, they, you just have to get lucky, basically. So I think I got this for a random to-do list one once upon a time, and I was dreading it, and I finally got it. And so it was it was, it was, was one of those actual achievements that you feel good about yourself there, where it's just not just grinding away, whatever, you know. Yeah, it was, awesome. 
yeah, stuck out in my mind. That's the only one. Other than that, Very cool. it's, yep, not much. <laughs> so, so anyhow, that's about all I got for hunting. So, likewise. Um, yeah. So, I, again, I think we pretty much said it repeatedly. So, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, it's fun to kind of nitpick the actual name of the, the genre, but, uh, or the actual definition, but, uh, ultimately it's a good definition and that's why yeah. it's hard to find exceptions and whatnot. Right. And I, so. I think that's the biggest takeaway I have is this, this is actually a well-written genre definition because it does a good job narrowing it down and, and explaining within the definition why these other things wouldn't count. So good job to mm-hmm. the TA genre definition team on this one. Yeah. They redeemed themselves for that sandbox thing. Yeah. So <laughs> they're going to have to do a lot more work though for that one. Uh, so Yeah so anyhow you uh i think that this was my mess that i uh i initiated so uh you get to choose the next one so would you like to give the good folks a nice tease for the next genre and full disclosure i have no idea what it is yeah so here's here's the tease for next time this genre is relatively small but at least among achievement hunting 101 socially mighty as it has produced multiple large-scale play sessions and several memorable moments Hmm. all right think on it all right and if you might think you know feel free to drop a guess in discord and certainly if there's a genre you think that we should look at let us know I actually will fully confess I was surprised to see the genre I picked was a genre because I don't recall it being a genre, although it may have been. So if there's something you think is cool, try to keep them on the small side. We'd love to discuss first-person shooters, but we don't want to record an eight-hour episode. <laughs> no, I really would not like to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible choice. Yeah, give us a dart and board or something. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Anyway, all right, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, y'all have a wonderful day.